thank you so much, Auntie Enid, for that rich and simple prayer. Uh, just confirm that you can hear me. Very clearly, Dokas. Okay, we praise the Lord for that. Brethren, you're most welcome to the house of God. We give God the glory for all the <clears throat> brothers and sisters that he has been using to challenges with us build our own faith and improve our journey and my name is Dokas Alichai and this morning um, we come towards the end of our month's reflection on the voice of God so what we are going to share is coming from the book of John chapter 18 verse 6 and that is a very familiar scripture to us. It is a scripture where Jesus was standing before Pilate, and the Bible records that Pilate could not exactly find fault with him. And yet he also had the crowd that wanted Jesus to be put to death to satisfy. And that scripture is where Jesus answers Pilate and says, my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my, servant, my servants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. And as it is, my kingdom is not from here. And we'll be reflecting on understanding values in the kingdom of God. Um, thank you, my sister, for that prayer. I believe um, it covered me, but I'll also continue to encourage all requests that you pray for me. I got a little bit disorganized this morning, but I'm very okay. And I believe that God is with us and that someone will be delivered. I want us to begin by reflecting on when Jesus says, my kingdom and also on our topic that is on the values of the kingdom. When we talk about kingdom, we cannot stop mentioning about the greatness, the power and authority of the kingdom of the God that we serve. Um, his name, his power is great amongst us. It is manifest and day to day, we see it manifested in different ways. And therefore, as we come this morning, we desire to hear his voice. And in appreciation of the values that he's given us to live a life that demonstrates the fullness and the maturity of our spirit in the word of God, so that we can be lifted from glory to glory, but also so that the kingdom of God can be extended. Now, uh, when we talk about values or understanding values in the kingdom, the immediate thing that comes to my mind is that values would stand for those things 
that we regard as useful, as important, or the kingdom of God regards as important for us to live a healthy life, to live a praiseworthy life, and to be able to witness for Christ through all our ways. And this morning, I would like us to adopt the definition that says that values uh, refer to a person's principles or standards of behavior and one's judgment of what is important in life. So we'll learn this morning that there are things perhaps which are not important or which are not high standards or standards of the kingdom of God and can call for his judgment in our lives. They can call for a failure to realize the fulfillment of his promises in our lives, or they can open us and be, make us become a target for the enemy. As a believer, you and I need to have principles. I know that some out of stubbornness, out of arrogance, say that they are believers in their own way, and when they are rebuked, when they are corrected, when they are guided, uh, they take it that other people are trying to be more holy than them, and we are all sinners, and therefore no one is worthy enough to correct the other. But I do believe that you and I are there as sharpen iron sharpen to support one another in one area. I may fall below the values of the kingdom, and in another, you may fall below, but our testimonies, our lifestyles, our experiences, what we share about the kingdom of God will help to improve the other party. And that is why we thank God for every opportunity to be before him. We pray that our hunger and thirst as our sister prayed this morning that they will continue. We'll continue seeking God. We will not be saturated and therefore not begin to take in any more, but to remain stagnant. The Bible tells us to set our hearts on things that are above, and also that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all the second and third things will come. So we have to seek the kingdom that is the authority, the power, the guidance, the principles, the word, the counsel of the spirit, the counsel of mature brothers and sisters in Christ. We have to seek that. And then any other argument we have may follow. It says that um, do not store for yourselves riches on earth where moth and rodents can destroy, but in heaven where there's no moth or rodent. That is where our hearts should be set. Because in heaven, we are safe. In heaven, we live under the control of the Holy Spirit if our, if our focus is there and not on earthly things. Uh, when I think about values and understanding the values of the kingdom of God, I know that from the word of God, these are eternal, like they do not change, they do not fade. They are not like a constitution. They are not like rules that can be changed by man for his comfort. And I think it's a lesson we need to take from today um, where we struggle, where we are believers, but always um, in 
in disobedience, disobedience to laws, rules that are put around us, whether in our workplaces or even from the word of God. Uh, so the, the, the values are eternal and they stand. There are things all the life God desires for you and me to be successful in the life here on earth, successful and overcoming in all situations, like we saw Jesus standing before Pilate in John 18, 36. There are things which cause us to soar above as egos, that when there's trouble below our feet, we are able to get up and be in the air. Um, there are things that helps, uh, help us, or the attributes that help us to fruit in season and out of season, manifesting the fruits of the Holy Spirit in your life, and they are a marker of Christian maturity. They are weapons that God has given us and at our disposal to put the enemy under our feet, weapons meant to make our salvation work joyful and experiential. They cannot and should not be compromised whatsoever because the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Timothy, I think it's chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, that all scripture is breathed by God. So God expects us to live up to these values, whatever, whatsoever the situation around us. And there's no justification for us for not obeying them like King Saul did when he failed to obey the holiness of the sacrifice. And, but because of God's mercy, many times he has pardoned us. And when he pardons us, it does not mean that he's okay when we disobey. He pardons us when we repent. He pardons us out of wanting to extend his grace and giving us a second and third chance. Um, he, he gives us grace when we are weak and when we are struggling to uphold them and yet there's a will in us. Sometimes he'll subject us to some form of punishment to get us back on track. Now, among these values, there are those that the Bible highlights and encourages, and we shall not go through all in this short time, but I believe by the way I have introduced the topic, by now you're able to already pick out and remember some of those you have heard of or read about. Uh, but we'll highlight a few, and um, we will also see that sometimes there are values that the kingdom clearly states, or the word of God clearly states, are not its own. Um, easiest um, or a low-hanging fruit that the Bible gives us is in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, when it talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self faithfulness, self-control. And it says, for such, there is no law. And I just want us to underline that part that says, for such, there's no law. The Bible is telling us that when we're in Christ and the Holy Spirit is in you, darkness should be dispelled out of our lives as a value because God enables us to reflect his light through his word, through the counsel of the spirit 
and through encouragement from others. The second thing it means is, um, the second meaning is that when we are in Christ and we are maturing, we do not need coercion to get to do the right things before God. That is why he says, for such there is no law. We don't need laws that are written, uh, that can be broken. We don't need anybody to coerce us, but his law is written in our hearts. It's written on our minds and we live by them day by day. Um, kingdom values are also an illustration that the voice of God really speaks to us and that God wants to live in our lives and also us to live as servants, as ambassadors, as soldiers. I think these are three key examples of how um, the word of God expresses, you know, the understanding of values. It speaks a lot about the life and the discipline of a soldier, the life and the discipline of an ambassador and that of a servant. And therefore we have no way out, like to say, I am different from those. Observing kingdom values has many benefits for us. And as I just share them this morning, I pray that we can pick up our spiritual thermometer and check our lives, ask ourselves are the things that we do is the life that we live no more before God. Do we have the joy of salvation in serving him? Because I know the joy of salvation can be lost. That is why David prayed, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew a new and right spirit within me. Um, as a value of the kingdom, um, God expects us to have that joy in salvation. That joy in salvation makes our hearts mellow towards the things of God. Uh, like earlier said that you're not coerced to do the right things, but your desire, your thirst is to do the very things that please your heavenly father. Um, you do not have to lose it, whatever circumstance before you, but God will give you the strength. Without the joy of salvation, we dry out. We find it difficult to manifest the fruits of the Holy Spirit constantly. Um, in, in, in our day to day. So when we go through um, some of the benefits or some of the ways in which um, observing or understanding those kingdom values helps us in our work is that the king, kingdom values invoke the blessings of God and the promises in them for our lives. We read it so many times in the Old Testament where when God is instructing the children of Israel, he repeatedly tells them, if you do this, I will do this. But also in the New Testament, he continues to promise us his blessings, his protection, and many more when we observe the kingdom, kingdom principles or values. Uh, these values protect and close our lives from being open to easy attacks from the enemy so that we are not an easy target for him. 
we see this example in the life of Daniel and those who try to find fault in him. That we also see that in the life of Jesus, when he was taken for trial before Pilate and others, that they found it difficult to prove that he had claimed to be an earthly king. We see also in the life of Mordecai, how the Lord protected him, you know, from being, from being killed by him and his people from being killed by Haman and his group. So our prayer this morning is that we will be found faultless when we are brought before authorities, whether in our workplaces, some of us may be going through difficult moments where you feel that there's a lot of pressure on you, but the Lord, out of your obedience, out of your observation of the values of the kingdom will save you. Um, when we are observing or when we have the understanding or, of the kingdom values, we give no room for the enemy to accuse us, to contend with us, or to challenge us. Our ministry or our prayers. In other words, our prayers are effective, as the Bible says, that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And also the very verse I mentioned where he says, seek ye first, the kingdom of God. The Bible adds on that when we seek him, when we live for him, all these other things will be added unto us. When we have an understanding of the kingdom of God, uh, we're obedient and the enemy fears us. Our every day is dedicated to seeking the righteousness of God, to ensuring that we are the bride that Christ is coming for, to ensure that we are at a personal level the church that has no spot or wrinkle. Job's example gives us this. We also see uh, in the story of the sons of Skeva in the book of Acts that where these children, these seven sons, where their, right, their life was not right with God, the devil challenged them and actually hurt these sons of Skeva. But we also see it in the life of Jesus and Legion. When he was delivering him, the demons spoke and, and not only in that case saying, what do you want with us? So they fear us. James even mentions that if you're talking of knowing God, even the devil, even demons know him. That shows the difference is our everyday character that is tuned towards working for righteousness. These are very good tips for closing out our lives from being held at ransom and being a torture chamber of the enemy. When we understand kingdom values, it helps us unlock the secrets of the kingdom of God. Perhaps you have struggled in your faith. You have often wondered why you do not experience the same things other people experience. Why your Christian life is so hard and it is a struggle. Jesus has taught us the Beatitudes, and we have also read the examples of many men and women of God. How is your life? How do you live your life? Could it be that there are values you have entertained in your life that allow access to attack? Is, does your understanding, or has your understanding, your study of the word, helped you unlock deep secrets 
about the, uh, about the kingdom of God? Or is it so basic? And how can we cultivate a character, a culture, where we are always tapping into the values and secrets of this kingdom? Friends, we have had many of those examples. I'll not delve so much into them. But we know that prayer is one. Fasting is one. We know that the most powerful people in the Bible, or some of the most powerful, were those that fasted or made prayer and fasting as a routine. If the Son of God could fast, then there's nothing that excuses you from fasting. Even for half a day, as long as you remain in quietness before the Lord, you will see the effects you will never regret. Um, the other thing about kingdom principles is that it gives us freedom and peace that we should all desire as children of God. When I read the book of Genesis and when I read Revelation and all the scriptures in between, I see that Genesis gives a lot on the blueprint of God's desired ideal life for us. God desires that we live a life of peace, that we do not, we do not go to sleep when we are fear, fearful and therefore fail to sleep, that we are not scared of, of, of enemies. We are not scared of who will greet us and who will not like us, but that peace brings about a feeling of security, healing, hope, and all the good. And I think that is what the Bible describes as the shalom, that picture of the Garden of Eden. When man lives at peace, he's provided for, he feels the presence of God, and also around him are people he can connect with. Let us take stock or a look into our social networks, a look into how we live our lives, how we relate, the Bible tells us for as long as it is within our power, we should seek to live at peace with one another. The Bible also tells us that the only date we should have is the date of loving one another. Do you have love? Do you have peace in your heart? Do you know that there are people and there are believers that actually have no peace, families that have no peace, God wants us to have that godly freedom and peace. I can imagine what life would be if he was not there to give us peace. He wants us to have a life. Some of the causes of our lack of peace, our lack of tranquility in him is the number of deaths that we have is when we are growing old or older, and our children are not in alignment with the kingdom's principles, they are not settling. Um, when there are no, when we have no loans, we live a better life, we sleep well. When we have no worries, we are better. When there are situations that would want to challenge our inner peace, but we remember the word of God and hold on to it and not seek our own solutions, the Bible tells us that Jesus said he gives us peace, not as the world gives. As believers, 
one of the kingdom principles we can practice in our lives is that shalom, that perfect rest in him that the psalmist talks about going by the cool of the waters or going and lying in the green pastures, that stillness that we desire to have, allow everything in you to rest. Some of our lives sometimes are very chaotic and it is out of wrong choices we make in life. I'll give simple examples like where say we know that we are supposed to do certain things. You're supposed to submit a report by a certain time, but you waste time and you do not prioritize it. And it's not particularly that you were too busy and you couldn't deliver. The other is arguments that the Bible calls useless that we get into just because you want to win in every argument, you never let go. You have tuition to pay and you know that tuition is paid on a timely or semester basis, but you never make an effort to save and to plan ahead. Sometimes it is on the roads where we lose impatience, but through the word of God, through obedience, doing what his word tells us to do, through his spirit guiding our, our ways, we are able to live a life that is not compromised. We are able to avoid suffering the consequences of not living the kingdom values. Let's not be that person who is stressed by others, you know, to be able to fulfill what they are supposed to fulfill. The Bible tells us that when we have debts of any sort, whether it is the debt of forgiveness or whatever, it chases after us and will not, will not have peace until we have settled every bit of it. So let us organize ourselves. Understanding kingdom values and abiding by them can help us also to get breakthroughs and save us from many things. Sometimes we have gone to or desired that we get delivered. But let me give a simple kingdom principle like generosity that the Bible mentions in a number of places, one of them being in the of Abraham in the giving of Abel, Jesus' own life, the Bible says, God did not spare his only son, but he gave him for us. Then the Macedonian church that we learned about yesterday, the Bible says, the Bible also talks about uh, Cornelius in the book of Acts and how God had remembered him because of his acts of generosity. We look at Rahab and many others. So when we are generous, as an example of one of the kingdom principles, the Lord deals with other issues concerning us. So let us be encouraged uh, no matter what we go through to ensure to live a life that brings glory and honor to him. Outside we by the way, 
Christ. In him we learn that as a kingdom value without expecting, it is just because he changing situations as Jesus was, was like the one followers would fight for him. But when we are using the heavenly values, we do not fight in the flesh. The Bible also tells us that in the kingdom values, there are things that God cannot stand. One of those for me, as we've been sharing uh, the whole of this month, uh, in terms of hearing God's voice, is that God's eyes cannot stand sin. So there are sins the Bible says should not be heard or mentioned among believers, or there's a lifestyle, let me call it a lifestyle, which should not be heard of or even mentioned among believers. There are those that it points out, like sexual immorality, indecency, division. Our character must always show that we know the kingdom values. Are there others it mentions? Submissiveness to God's will and all authority. Then our mournfulness over sin. Today I preferred not to call it repentance, but our mournfulness over sin. Our feeling bad. Do you ever feel bad? Do you have that guilty, that sense of guilt in you when you do something bad? It is an illustration of the kingdom of God being active in you. But if as a believer, you throw a bottle on the street and you're never moved, you don't feel anything like somebody may see me if it is not God, then you need to pray. Then it gives us passion for righteousness. The Bible also talks of mercy. The love for material things dies. If we are still believers and your heart cannot rest, you have a car but all you want is a classic car that will set you apart. My sister, my brother, it's good to desire these things, but let's ask God whether we really need them. The Bible reminds us to be compassionate. Then authenticity in our faith is another kingdom value. Then being ethical, no longer having a desire for common things we see that take up the world, that trends around the world. We work at pleasing God. We are peacemakers. We are joyful and hopeful when we are persecuted. When we are persecuted, we don't look for the quick way out just because we don't want to feel the effect, but we look for every opportunity in it to remain patient, to fight, you know, powers of darkness through our actions, through warfare, but we do not give in to pressure and sin because we want to please the flesh. In summary, we have an authentic understanding of the kingdom. When we have an authentic understanding of the kingdom principles, our flesh and our fleshly desires die or must die. Godly principles are really meant for us to show that he lives in us. It is a commitment of our worship to God. It shows that his kingdom is within us and that 
we hunger and the hunger and thirst for him to change us day by day is a supplement that we desire to, to take. And that there are things that are meant to enable our spiritual lives thrive and experience, and we are quick at embracing them and making them a part of our lives. So that the power of God is revealed to those that do not know him yet. So as we close, we pray that the Lord will open our eyes to see these things, that we cannot be leaders, we cannot call ourselves a praying church, we cannot call ourselves intercessors, priests in our homestead. If we have not, or if we do not observe, if we do not have that mournfulness over sin, if we do not hunger and thirst for those heavenly or kingdom principles, as wives, we must live lives and our lifestyles must change to, to, to be those that honor God. Our homes are our first church where God gives us the space to make mistakes and also to learn so that when we are out, we are polished. I pray that God will help us this morning to look into our lives and just help us to remember these values and that they will guide our lives and his light will be seen to shine in us. God bless you. Let us pray. Our God, our heavenly Father, you're a kind God. You are gracious. Lord, you're merciful unto us. Your name is great. We cannot stop talking about your goodness. And when we go through such topics like this, Father, we wish that we could live in a space and life where we've emptied ourselves of all flesh and all we're enjoying is the peace of our God and we're in full submission to him. We want to pray this morning that you'll just help us. As a church, we desire to grow. As a church, as your word says, all effort has been put there to see that we do not lack in terms of being equipped in your word, in terms of living a victorious life. And therefore it is upon us as our sister prayed, Lord, to reflect, not to be people who come and go, not to be people who are like of a faith that is like that of a chameleon, that in one place we change a color that is beautiful and in another place we are different. We want to thank you for this word. We want to thank you for everybody that has spoken from their wealth of their knowledge and experiences with you. You are Abba Father, we continue, Lord, to submit to your authority. We continue, Lord, to surrender ourselves in your hands. We continue, Lord, to say that we don't want to be the same. We want to be the true church that, Father, when you speak of it to others, you'll speak of us like Paul proudly spoke of the Macedonian church.
that Lord, you speak of us like you spoke of the widow that put in the might, that our worship, our life in you will be sincere. And so that we may reap the joy that is in serving you. That the many things that have troubled us will naturally die. And we'll even ask and say, how come these days we do not struggle? We want to give you glory. We give you honor. We bless your name. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen.